Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. If you want to be my friend, you had better go and get a pen. Get a fucking pen. Fucking keep in touch. It wasn't so long. It wasn't even that fucking long ago, y'all. I curse now. I'm a cool host. Fucking wish you well. Fuck shit. Fuck yeah. Now the people change. But some people never, never do. do. That when I first saw that performance, it blew me away. Have you seen them you. live? I don't know that I'm. I I don't know that I am into the band. I'm so sorry. I did not want this to be You're how you found it. out about You're it. Full of I it. like that song. I like that song. I don't actually like that album. You're full of it. You don't Look, like the Tin Man. Is that one of the songs on the album? Yep. Then no, I don't You're even have heard it. What? I don't. I haven't heard it. Right, you love him. So maybe I. Maybe I do. Love you him. would love a future. I tried to listen to that album, and I did. I bet I would, but I did not like. You the would album. love it, right? You love that. Right. Remember that? Remember a year ago, the song you were obsessed with. Very similar sound. Um, In the summer sun, whatever it was. Yeah. What about it? That's right in that wheelhouse of music. All right. Well, I'm gonna check it out then. But was that right? Was that what it was in the summer? It was, and now I'm over it. And I remember at the time I was like, "This will be your favorite song forever." And it what? Well, it is a great song, but it is one that you go, "All right, I get it." Who was you know, that you band? Played enough times. Uh, the Wren Brothers, I think, something like that. Something Brothers. Okay. The Wright Brothers, the plane guys, the airplane Ooh. guys. You know that seasons change. How come this is in your and head? Not that hard to soften you. Cause I've been waiting on you. You gotta go down and then up. I mean, we, uh, yeah. Why yeah. does he go death metal in the Letterman performance? He, he does like that. His for like emotion a runs the spectrum, and then there's that bass player that just seems like they could be playing in a church. They don't even like church, jazz club, right? Rock stadium, just all of the, all mm-hmm. of it, just not, zero movement, zero concern. Has never enjoyed it. <laughs> Is it too wild? We can steer wide away. We could edit it out. But is it too wild? We're recording us on 9-11 for me to ask you where you were. You were in college, right? We I was were in both college. in college together. Not so together, was, but our lives were going to be together someday. We just didn't know we it. We knew yet. it, and we sensed it. Uh, I was in college, and I'll never forget. I, I, I mean, I don't think anybody really forgets. Uh, I was supposed to. We're not allowed to. Um, but I was at my... I hadn't he- headed into school yet. Because uh, I think I had a later class, and I, uh, I think I woke up, and I think my roommate was like, a plane had flew. Either I had just woken up, or I just gotten out of the shower, getting ready for school. Mm-hmm. And my roommate was like, a plane flew into the World Trade Center, mm-hmm. and I was thinking, like, you know, 
uh, Cessna, something like that. Right. Like of something course. that a kind lot of, of made, were, yeah. Something that kind of actually made sense as like, oh, this awful, horrific accident, but no way is your brain even able to picture a commercial mm-hmm. airliner. Mm-hmm. And so I, he tells me that, and I'm like, oh, that's crazy. And then I'm in my room. I think, yeah, I must have gotten out of the shower. He gets in the shower. I'm in my room and I'm like getting dressed. And the TV was on in his room. That's the only place we had TV. And I like went into his room while he was showering. And I was just, and that's when I saw like, and I, a second plane had, had hit. And I like, he got out of the shower. And I was like, dude, another plane has, has hit. And that's when you know you go into, wait, what two planes and like yeah instantly you're like panicked and i remember i still went up to campus and we still had to like i'll never forget we still sat in class and in journalism they're like well let's talk about it because today's going to be very important for journalism i when we went to like uh i was in an acting class and it was like let's talk about the emotions we're like feeling and you know there was one guy i'll never forget who knew like a lot about like Al Qaeda like and like Middle Eastern stuff. And I was just like, how do you, this is the first time ever hearing, you know, granted I've lived a sheltered naive sure. life to that point for sure. I was like, what are you even talking? I was like fascinated. Oh, like, no, how I do think you already right. know. I think a this? lot of people like he was about, like, Osama bin Laden. I was like, I've never even heard that name. Right. I didn't even know. I don't know what you're talking about. I think a lot of people learned about the first world trade center attack in what was it? 96 or 93 or whatever. The bomb, after, yeah, the attempted after 2011. Bomb. Yes. They were like yeah, two thousand one, yeah, yeah, or two thousand one, yeah. I think a lot yeah. of people learn about that. Guess what I was doing at that time? Ugh, if I had to guess it, which I guess you did just ask me to guess. I, guess, I do have to guess. Um, <laughs> I would love it if it was. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't even know. I'm yeah, trying to think do. of something funny, but then I'm like, is that disrespectful? No, you know. My mom called. What me you up, were doing? Says Danny, you can't go to work this morning. I was like, why? She's like, a plane flew in. Yeah, to the World Trade Center, we're, we're under attack, and I go, Mom, I have to go to work today. You know why? Because I was a federal agent at the time, my friend. <laughs> it's right, Jack it Phillips, never, and I had to report the duty. It never isn't satisfying. So I go drive down. I remember I pulled in. So our federal, our parking garage was shared with the little like minimum security prison. Yep. I've told you that story, I think, about like, the, about the like U.S. Like all Marshall. parking garages. So yeah. Go ahead. And so I pull in, and the guy's like, you got to come in? And I was like, I think we're the people who have to come. And he's like, I hear you. And he was like, no, everything else is shut. I was like a ghost town in downtown L.A. Or downtown yeah. Chicago in the loop. And so I pull yeah. in, and there's Jack Phillips when I get there. He's like, all right, Daniel, we got to shut down access to Pips. Pips is the FBI mainframe that we have access to. Yeah. He goes, word is there's a plane that was supposed to come here for us. And they that is true. They didn't. Not a lot of people knew that at that point because three federal buildings are at three out of four corners. They were going to try and hit all three at the same time with one plane. Yeah. And so he was like, all right, let's shut down all of our access to pips, make sure everything's secure here is put away, and then uh, and we got to get out of here. And I said, all right, yeah. Jack. And he goes, don't come in tomorrow either. And I go, are we working? And he's like, they might tell us to, but we're not fucking coming in tomorrow. <laughs> I said, okay, Jack. <laughs> so, Jack, well, Jack, you know, usually doesn't work on September 12th. <laughs> no, never. <laughs> been a nine twelve guy for a long time. It wasn't even about nine eleven. He was just like, "That's my day don't off." For, don't forget, tomorrow's my day off, and I am not coming. You can in go here. straight to hell if you think Daniel. I'm coming in for this, Daniel. It was a week later that he tied the broken heart conversation with me. Good lord, all that's just too condensed. That's too condensed into a tiny space. Um, it's too dense. Yeah, that was a crazy. Then I went to Roosevelt University because I was already downtown, and I watched it in the gym on the TV. <sighs> well, Noah, do you remember where where you were? He was three. Do you know what grade I was? Well, in? here's the thing. It's like we should get to Sixth the letters, grade. I guess. <laughs> you were in fourth even, grade. Even even on. A nine eleven question to interrupt him, which I think. I was, wait, what? What grade were you in? Four, he was, was in, in fourth fifth, grade. Fifth grade. <laughs> yeah. Fifth grade. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck you and your whole thing, Noah. Did they wheel your a big TV in? Or oh, you were fucking, right outside of Philly, so they're probably like, "Oh, you kids got to come fight. We're all fighting. Let's go." <laughs> Everybody's Everybody fighting. fights each we're other. We're supposed to meet at Cherry Hill. We're all fighting. Everybody who comes up here. It was like uh, they had a little children army outside of Philly, ready to fight. Exactly. How beautiful Noah's hair is. I you, can't look past it. You guys have watched uh, United 93, right? 
Paul Greengrass? Yeah. <sighs> no. Great movie. No. Rory, you would love it. It will rip you it out. It seems sad. It yeah, it, I don't want to get ripped out right now. Not, it's, it's somehow not. It's, it's somehow, somehow not great. just like straight up sad. It's, it's actually one of my favorite movies. Yeah, mine too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah, it's I've really, never heard really that. Good. I, you know what? You guys, it's going on the list. I do that all the time too, and we know we won't get to it. Well, can I be honest? There's no list. Uh, but I say it because I think that's what the public wants to hear. <laughs> I wish I had a list. <laughs> I wish I had a list. Look, when you guys hear this, obviously it will not be uh, September 11th, but I think anyone who is uh, of, of any age... Uh, I can only imagine Noah. You may you you probably experienced something similar to what Daniel and I experienced when we watched a uh, from probably our collective school libraries a space shuttle explode uh, as it tried to take off out of the atmosphere. Where you you the teachers suddenly look at you and you're such a young kid. You go, "Is that what was supposed to happen?" And they like, just say, idiot. "Yeah, it is. yep." And they're like, "Your parents can <laughs> talk to you." But I truly don't remember uh, um, what that felt like because I think as a kid you don't see a space shuttle blow up, uh, uh, blow up, but also you don't know what uh, blowing up looks like, so you don't really know that that's the action that just yeah. happened. So I can't imagine Noah being in uh, uh, fourth or fifth grade, and you know, do, does the teacher turn on the TV or is it like? We no, are not we are grade. going over. Yeah, there's I think no a lot way. of kids like, did have the TV turned on. Yeah, not in yeah. my class. I know I in the middle that school and the high school they did, but I, high school I can understand. Middle school still not to insult people of that age, as I know kids are more advanced than we give them credit for. But it's still a very traumatic thing to to live out. I mean, it really what what a day of like confusion where you're just like, well, what what happens now? <laughs> like what? What do we do? Like, really, a collective people, people coming together and realizing, like, oh yeah, we are one country who experienced this thing, and it's unfortunate that you see the divisiveness separates us now, and we Agreed. can't really understand uh, what's more than likely best for us is not serving the overlords of financial, who hold all the financial handcuffs, and they say you're gonna fucking you, it's prideful to go to work <laughs> well if jack phillips doesn't show up on september 12th we don't need to show up most of our lives did you i have two things i could say to you right now i want i want to hear both of them okay fine here's one. Oh, it's already ready to go did you see the jeff bezos tweet no what did he write he didn't i'm the best i'm the richest i'm this comes from christopher ingram just people, I want people to just put things in perspective. I'm not trying to get you riled up because the second thing is going to be nice uh, and fun. Rile me up. If Jeff Bezos gave all 806, uh, 876,000 Amazon employees a $105,000 bonus, all of them, all 876,000, he gave $105,000 to all of them, he'd be left with exactly as much money as he had at the start of the pandemic. Come on, people. Rory. Yeah, he, he can't. He can't. Rory. Can't. He'd can't. have as much money as he had six months ago. Yeah. If he gave about everyone who worked for him $105,000. Every right. single person that works for Amazon. You know what's so strange is, what do you think it is that... that and And, and, and look... Everything is perspective. Sure. Everything is all, you know, so many things that maybe we don't understand. Sure. But isn't there this thing in your soul that actually gets a shot of adrenaline that if you knew you could do that, I know how amazing You'd it would be feel real to date. do that. And then someone goes, oh my God, was that like all your money? And you're like, no, it wasn't it's even, not even six months of money to one one millionth of it. <laughs> you would have every high school in Every state, not every high school, but like in every state, there'd be multiple high schools in your name. You could have statues at in front of every hospital. Oh. Like you would be a real life superhero. Yes. What? But here's my question for you before you get to your second question for me. How about I get to have a question, Daniel? <laughs> okay. How about you don't get all the cookies and all the questions? <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. I'm not over it. I know. 
until I get my piece of the pie. And I know there's no pie. <laughs> don't even get me started. Don't on even that. get me started we on there not being a pie. bakery fan and they make cookies. <laughs> cookies. And they're phenomenal. Folks, we're talking about three best bakery, the bakery that I continue to promote, despite the fact they do not want me to try their uh, <laughs> stuff. I hear, I hear the Reese's is good. I can confirm the cranberry white chocolate is divine. That triple chocolate's going to punch you right in the mouth in You've, a good way. Right. And their standard chocolate chip is as standard and fun as it can possibly that, get. That new pecan and caramel that's not on the menu. They got a pecan caramel coming in that only the select few, uh, like Daniel Vams of the world, get to try. Noah and I are just garbage cans sitting on the side of the road over here. And I'm not trying to bring no into it like he and I are teammates. I would sell him up the river if and then I could have those cookies. Uh, <laughs> but my I did question... order some cookies okay, from them. Cool. That's and, awesome. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Daniel, you are a firecracker today. Were they good, uh, Noah? I hate, it when I, I hate it when I riff too far that I forget your where question, don't di- you fucking I, dare. Where I forget where the diving board was. <laughs> they were said, really right, good, I got a they threw in a couple extras. Nice. I'm glad. Rory, what was your question? Like, d- I don't fucking know. God I told it. you how much money everybody had, and then you said, you said, how much money was that? And then he goes, oh, that wasn't one-tenth, one-one-tenth of... One-millionth. Yeah. Of the amount of money. And I said, you could be a hero. They would put statues. In Here's front my of question for you, Daniel. What do you think there is? Like, like I, I am surviving and I'm alive mm-hmm. right now. And yes. I'm, I'm, I'm fine. And I'm happy. And I, I, I look, I save money very well and I right. have it. I'm, I'm doing fine. Right. It doesn't mean I could live right. forever. It's going to go away. Right. If work doesn't start happening. But, if I'm him, mm-hmm. what more Do you need? luxury is out there that right. we don't know about? We've talked about this, right? We haven't, but I think we have our off our spirit, off like the our, record. Do the people that we are, just who we are? We've talked about this without talking about. It. Like, what do you? What when are you like? I did it. Everything else you guys can just have. Because what else do I need? What else do I need? Like, imagine. Like all the food you've ever tried, Daniel. Okay, some of it right I now. Haven't. Right now, someone goes. There's food out there that if you had the money, you could try, and it would fucking blow your mind. Okay. Or you can never try that food, and you can build a hospital. Right? Aren't you like? I am the- so. I'm. Ha- I've. I've eaten such good food. I can still eat that. Right. Yes. And I'll just never know what I'm not even. You'll never know Is what a like, Philly cheesesteak well, tastes hella, like. You, like is it like, well, if you have all that money, aliens visit you and you time travel? Like, what makes Jeff Bezos, like, we know his name, we know how much money he has. But in our, in your mind, in your actual brain, in your actual, actual soul, right? Why do you think that means anything? <laughs> he is, he is just like you. He has those things. Sure, when you go, well, you can live the same, blah, blah, blah. it doesn't, mean anything that's what i'm saying at a certain point anything at a certain point isn't somebody just telling you a number and you're believing them because your life is like like you've got whatever car you've got whatever house you got whatever and somebody's like you're like how much money do i have and they're like oh you have 800 billion and you're like okay but i it hasn't felt any different to you since you hit 120 million maybe i don't know but to me it just separates you it separates you from the thing that is the joy which is other people like I'm not even jealous. I, there's no part of me that sits here and goes, God, I wish I had that much money. I don't because wish I had I don't. that much money. I don't. <laughs> there's a lot of money I wish I had. Don't get me I wrong. I don't even like... I, like if, I just can't imagine having that much money and not thinking that it is so rock star and fun. To, I just, guess that's just the world of like... And we've talked about this before, I know. But it's that world of the high that you get from giving someone a gift mm-hmm. and watching them open it versus... You know, you and I are similar, whereas when we go to open a gift someone's given us, it's almost a little overwhelmingly embarrassing. And you do want to open the present, but you're like, oh, I kind of like giving you, like watching right. you open it. Right. And that, that thing, that, whatever that you is, do that on a global to understand scale. that, that va- that's what I'm talking about. And to not do it, to, to go, oh, I'm the wealthiest man on the planet. 
and I know the other four insanely wealthy people, mm-hmm. and the five of us could actually save the world. I know. And we will not. <laughs> Why? What is that level of hell after you die? I'm, it's only things like that that make me, you know, I'm kind of like, I hope hell is real. <laughs> I hope, but then I, who knows, maybe I end up there and then I'm like, oh, fuck, why did I want this to be real? You're not going there, dude. If you well, go there, never, if you go I've there, we're going to have a uh, what dreams may come scenario. I'm going to come get you. Are you serious? Yeah, dude. <sighs> that means a fucking world to me, dude. I meant it. I love it. I love it, dude. <laughs> Thanks. You want to go um, to the letters? Can I tell you something right before we go to the letters? Yeah, of course. You can tell me. Anything. I've we been hydrating. I try to. I try what to does drink that mean? Ten. I drink ten of these a day. That's the. So what it means is before we go said. to the letters, I got to run upstairs and I got to pee like a fucking racehorse, dude. And right I now, know you why do? we say that? I do. I forgot to go pee. Really All right, bad. I'll just keep talking to people. Thank you. And you know what? If you feel like it, let Noah get involved, but also no pressure. Yeah, we know. We know what he'll do. He'll fucking try to grandstand. <laughs> I couldn't believe Noah when I read that tweet. That he yeah. Could. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I, I just want to say for the listeners, when Rory said I drink 10 of these a day, he held up a, a mason sm- jar. A very small was. mason jar, which yeah. is why I said it was the cutest thing he ever said. Yeah. Because he could very easily get a ver- um, something two or three times the size and mm-hmm. cut his need to refill that. Yeah, like a standard water, like any water bottle that you would buy. Or even if he doesn't want to go plastic, go buy yourself one of the big glass Voss bottles. Mm-hmm. It's at least two and a half of those. Oh, totally. And then you, and they have the big ones now that it's like it has all the water that you need for one day and you just fill it up one time. I have one of those. You, but the other thing yeah. is I have a lot of times I forget to fill it up. Mm. Like you need to do it first thing in the morning. I don't know why I forget. It's also really hard to lug around, but you, it, but the more you do it, the easier it's going to get. Also, the day. we're just we're all hanging out at home a lot, right? So it's not it's not like you have to lug it around. Yeah, but all room day. to room. Yeah. You know, I live in a mansion. Mm-hmm. I could give everyone who works on Wait. this show one hundred and five thousand dollars. Wait, and I'd you still could? have as much money as I had years ago. Um. You could do that. That would be wild if I did. Absolutely wild. Hey, while Rory's going to the bathroom, might as well just take a quick little break that when we come back, we can keep having fun. All right. Hey. Do you miss traveling with your besties like in Girl Strip? Do you miss going to huge family gatherings like in Soul Food? Do you miss meeting the parents like in Get Out? Well, actually, no one misses that. But you can still do all of these things with me, Desmond Thorne, on my podcast, Adventures in Black Cinema. Each week, I take you on a journey through a new black film, how it relates to the culture, and sometimes how the themes relate to my own life. So there's always a little tea and a slight bit of embarrassment. And of course, as a filmmaker myself and one of the blackest, film nerdiest film nerds like ever, you're always in good hands. Adventures in Black Cinema with Desmond Thorne, executive produced by Amanda Seals. New episodes every Tuesday on all major podcast platforms. When was the last time you did something just for you? Discover your summer essentials with FabFitFun, the best subscription box service delivering full-size self-care and wellness products delivered straight to your door. Their experts carefully pick from top trending products for you to personalize your own box of happiness. Just choose your plan and get ready for the best in home, fashion, beauty, wellness, and so much more. So whether it's the perfect beach blanket, a handy wine chiller, or aloe vera gel, FabFitFun has you covered for all of your fun in the sun needs. You'll get to choose some of the products to go in your box while the rest are a surprise. Plus, you can access other perks like flash sales and new items up to 70% off. FabFitFun is more than just an incredible value. It's me time in a box. All about the brands you love, the brands you will love, and doing something that's just for you. Visit FabFitFun.com for 50% off your first box while supplies last when you use code TALKSHOW. 
That's FabFitFun.com, code TALKSHOW. Hey, we're about to come back from the break. Before we do really quick, I just want to tell you, I'm going to talk about it too in a second, I suppose. But uh, don't forget about the live pen pals because we're doing, I think we're going to read the movie treatment. So I'll talk about that in a second. All right, we're going to be back. We have some good letter. I mean, I have a good letter today. Rory is going to do his letter from the live pen pals show, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. We're going to also have to pick those out for the next one as well. If you're listening to this, I might as well take an opportunity to remind you there is... I'm going to guess, we're recording this a few days before it drops. I'm going to guess there are five tickets left, maybe. And there probably aren't. So go to danielvankirk.com if you want to, A, try and get in on this show that is happening on the 25th of September. That is a Friday night. I believe it is at 6.30 p.m. Pacific. It might be 6 o'clock. But either way, it will be happening on Friday, the 25th. And there is, I'm not shitting you guys. There's maybe five spots left, but you can still go to danielvankirk.com because you can let us know that you want to be notified about the next one. And some great news for everybody going forward. I know some of you have been like, well, this is kind of crazy. I email and then I get an email back and then I send a Venmo. I know it feels very like old fashioned, but it is because we're just doing it ourselves, but we are going to start having an Eventbrite account. I've, I've made the steps to get that set up. So it'll be super easy for everybody to get tickets, but you know what also that means? It's going to sell out even faster because it's going to be so much easier for people to get tickets. So if you want to be notified about future shows, in case you miss out on this one on the 25th of September, go to danielvankirk.com. And I will tell you quickly on the side, the next night, Myself, the Sklars, Sklars and <clears throat> excuse me, Mike Berbiglia are doing a live Dumb People Town. So Friday, Saturday night, you can hang out with uh, me in the podcast world and have a good time. I'm actually doing bingo on Thursday night before Pen Pals. It's a lot of fun Jesus happening. Christ. Rory, I might make you try to jump in and say hi to everybody on that bingo. It is wild. Fuck, dude. dude. It's wild. You could come when in. When do you do it? When is it? On Thursday, the 24th, the night before our show. Literally, okay. you, could come in for, okay. you could come in for 90 <laughs> seconds. It's it's wild, and we I raise money for charity. We raised like five hundred dollars for charity last. I'll week. come in and time. roast. I'll roast some people. You know me. I'm very very roasty. Have you I'll ever roast. done a roast? I have, and it was so much fun. We did it in uh, not 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 a Comedy Central one, but we did one in Seattle. Uh, back when Scott Moran was running the People's Republic of Comedy with uh, Kevin Hyder and uh, Dan Dan uh, Carroll. And Emmett Montgomery. Oh God, just to say those names and take myself mentally back. Anyways, one night we roast? decided. Well, we did a, we did a dais that was me, Scott, uh, Daniel, uh, Dan, uh, Daniel Carroll, and uh, uh, Andy Haynes, and I think there might have been someone else. Either way, we roasted each other, and it was. It was so fun, and some people went a little over the line, and I think the crowd was like, what are we watching? <laughs> but Dude, it was fun. That's a spin that we could do if we had a, the time, effort, and want, and a world where it could happen. Do a I feel roast, bad about, do a roast I feel brawl. bad about roasts. I feel bad about roasts. Roasts make me feel karmically like... Well, have you done Kyle Ayer's show? I have. Boast Rattle? Very fun. I did a... I, did, I judged. Oh, Okay. And I, I loved it. I you and I should do it. I Dave think that Holmes. could be fun. Oh, that'd be great. Go head to head on compliments. <laughs> right. I would probably say something like, um, Rory's one of the, I don't know what I'd say. No. I'll think of one. Build me up I'll right think of one. All right. Let's go. Spin, Roar. Thank you. Thank you. You Let's remixed go. your own you know, I thought, song. I thought on the last episode, I was like, I got to mix this up. What are we going to do? It forever the same thing? You know us? We, we move forward. We grow. We Sounded change. Like we evolve. 80s song this, lyric. This is my promised letter from the live pen pals of August. Yep. Forever um, the same thing. And I just got to let the crowd know the texture of this letter is endlessly satisfying. Uh, it's, it's on stationary. Can I see um, it? 
Oh, yeah, it's heavy. You hear that? Yeah. That's not me. Usually that's me. That, that sounds like a, a storm. Yeah, it's it storm. sounds like a like a like a like sheet metal that's come loose and the wind uh, is like blowing it against the shed. That's exactly right. And that's what you're gonna get when Daniel decides to paint the wind with his words. This is coming from Adam Durham Woodworks. Hope to God he, uh, you can say my name. I don't give a shit. Just check to the bottom. He's cool with it. Okay, here we go. Dear Radric Gaelic and Din L Hebrew. That is the etymology of both your names. Roy, yours means red haired king, and Daniel, yours means God is my judge in no particular order. Here's the deal. I feel a sort of kinship to the two of you, and that feeling is strongest when you guys broach deeper topics. I love the funny, off-the-cuff stuff. That's what keeps me coming back. But I love how thoughtful you can both be, and I love me a good Rory rant. So let's go deep. I would like to tell you about the deepest and darkest existential crisis of my life and what it is like to be coming out on the other side. I will try to keep this as brief as I can. I'm excited by this. I started microdosing. I feel like I can relate. Okay. I celebrated six years of sobriety in January of 2019. I am an alcoholic, and I was lucky enough to reach out for help at the age of 28. A lot of people who are not familiar with recovery or addiction in general seem to think that once you stop drinking, your problem should go away. The truth is quite the opposite. When you remove the alcohol or drugs from your life, you no longer have a way to cope with your deeper problems. And therein, gentlemen, lies the rub. Mm-hmm. Don't you already... And I, when I say love, I mean, you obviously don't love the ne- necessary content. Sure. You wouldn't say love it. But I love how that topic sentence, you're like, oh, like right out of the gate, you're like, oh, yes, Mm -hmm. a new perspective. About a year after I got sober, I started noticing that I wasn't reacting to life normally. I wasn't feeling emotions as deeply as I used to. I couldn't cry, and laughing seemed like an effort. I was starting to realize that I couldn't feel real joy or sadness. In the interest of keeping this brief, I will simply ask you to imagine the depth of despair that you might feel if one day you looked at your wife or your mother or Aunt Connie and felt nothing. If a song that might have previously moved you to tears, think Sam Cooke's A Change Is Gonna Come, felt like an effort to listen to. Do you feel that sinking feeling in your heart as you think about that? Now imagine not being able to feel that either. Nothing. Life was gray and passionless and terrifying for years. This is a condition called anhedonia? Am I saying that right? Anhedonia? And I truly cannot put to words how painful it is. In short, it's as if everything that makes life worth living has been taken away. Now, I should mention that those years that I spent in my sort of living hell were some of the most formative and important years of my life. I spent my time searching within and doing the kind of serious introspection that is required of recovery from alcoholism. I found a deep and meaningful sense of spirituality that is the cornerstone of my life, and I, and I know this sounds crazy for someone who can't feel anything, found the love of my life. And therein lies the key. For some reason, call it a miracle, call it what you will. When I was visiting my now partner, who has been a close friend for over a a decade, I felt something. I cried for the first time in four years, and I felt real love. I was overjoyed and felt that a 1,000-pound weight had been lifted off of my shoulders, and then it all went away, and life became... And then it all went away, and life became black again. My partner didn't give up on me, though, and my brief moment of deep emotion gave me faith that I could recover. I lived on that faith for another two years, searching and trying everything I could. I ordered experimental drugs from China and went to Colorado to do MDMA and ketamine sessions with a shamanic witch lady, among a million other things. Ultimately, the key seems to be patience, acceptance, regular meditation, deepening my spiritual life, and the love and support of those around me, as well as helping others. It's not that simple, but that's the broad stroke. I am not out of the woods yet but i am much better than i was my i know it's lengthy but uh bear bear with me here dude it's what we're here for my life today though not perfect is beautiful i get to do what i love i have a partner who is far better than i deserve and i have family and friends who love me so my question to you lads is what is the hardest things the hardest thing or one of the hardest things that you have ever gone through. How did you get through it with or without the help of Jack Phillips? And what, if anything, did you learn? I firmly believe that suffering is a great teacher. I love what you guys do. You truly help people through hard times and you do it just by 
uh, being yourselves. Isn't that beautiful? I'm a paller for life, and through this ordeal, I can say I have had many F2Fs, and I'm just starting to have a real RRGT with life. Thank you guys for being a source of laughter and realness in this crazy world. P.S. Rory, read Zen Golf if you haven't already. It changed my game and my life. P.P.S. For anyone suffering from this condition who is listening, Reddit is a great resource for unconventional treatments and support from others going through the same thing, but if possible, work with a mental health professional who is experienced with anhedonia hard to find as anhedonia is not well understood ts thick cut sourdough toasted until golden with european butter and a pinch of salt my song is a change is gonna come by sam cook the greatest song ever written hashtag this is stationary in both senses of the word (laughs) best adam durham you can say my name i don't give a shit That's a good letter. Mm -hmm. God damn it. There's there's a lot in there. There's not a lot. What I like about it is there's uh it's just more informative as opposed to guys, what should I do? How should I feel? What's your thoughts? Which I mean, I know that's that's kind of where a conversation a lot of times is for us, and I think we both love and appreciate that. That's why we do this show. But it is also great every now and again get that flavor of letter that's like just want to bring up this thing yeah and i i think what i love about that letter i i had not read that letter before so i am i am piecing the relatability together as we go sure but i mean i think i think this is very pertinent to right now for a lot of people i'm not downplaying the anhedonia as a real estate but i think there's probably a lot of people experiencing different levels of emotional change and potentially a lot of obstacles in getting back to their source of joy because of the times that we live in and because of how heavy everything is and every single genre of societal issues is at a code 10 houses on fire type fucking mm-hmm. ordeal you know what was the what was the pinch of salt thing Oh, I don't know. I made up the whole letter. That was all improv. What did I say? Noah, do you remember? You said T.S. something, 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 pinch of salt. T.S. T.S. Toast. Thick cut sourdough toasted until golden with European butter and a pinch of salt. What is European butter? Oh, Daniel, you're not on this? No. You don't know about these special butters? You know Do I look like a special butter guy? I'm a cracker. Can I tell you what? Can I tell you what? I'm a cracker man. Yeah, but here's why you're an everyman because I'm not I saying I'm both. against it. No, I'm just saying I can see, of but I can I'm not see both. With it. But that's not what I see. I see an everyman, a guy who goes, "Of course, I know the fucking crazy, exquisite French butter. Of course, I'm doing Landa Lakes <laughs> or whatever." Oh, yeah, dude, I'll do some Land. I'll do some Crocker. Crocker's good. That tub that, that lasts tub. so long, and when it doesn't last a long time, you know why you're going to the doctor. You yeah. have to go. Mm, I don't know what's up. You do. You Wasn't do there a butter up. called Parquet? And the little it's butter and parking. it talked, right? Parquet. Yeah. Why, parking, Rory, why do we remember that? Because Noah we used has to watch no soap idea. operas with our grandparents you are and aunts. are 100% correct. <laughs> as the world turns. All my children, as the world. Guiding those songs light. Are young so, and the restless. Those songs are so deeply dramatic. Do they need to be? Yes, man. They got twins coming back to life and killing people. Wait, which one was that? Twins? Oh, they oh all had God. evil twins. Dude, when Days of Our Lives, when Marlena and John and Marlena got possessed, and then John Black had to save her, wasn't there like a major character that got killed off and then they brought her back? Yes. And she was like, I'm back. I'll, Dude, I'll never General forget that. I was like, I'm back. <laughs> when Luke and Laura got married? Are you joking my ass? Oh, my God. Uh, I loved all of it. I love Fourth of July. Which one did did, did your your grandmother or Aunt Connie watch? As the World Turns, Guiding Light. All My Children? Grandma also watched... No, not much All My Children. Grandma also watched Young and the Restless, Bold and the Beautiful. You hear that? Which one is this? All My Children. Susan Lucci. This is a horror movie. Literally. If Jordan Peele put this to the opening of a trailer, you'd be like, I'm in. 
Can you play Bold and the Beautiful next? Because that one's so good. Bold and Beautiful is great. That's the one where they keep seeing them from the side, like, turn in. Yeah. Rory, I'm going to ask you a heartfelt question. I don't think I can. Maybe this is it. I'm going to ask you a heartfelt question. If you were a DJ, wouldn't it be great to start dropping in some old classic? Yes. <laughs> yes, it would be. It just, just out of nowhere, people nowhere. like stop dancing, but then some people try to some dance to like, it. This is a great tune. Oh, dude, I'm sitting on the couch with my grandma right now, holding hands. She's got this some is cold danceable. coffee. This is danceable. How much did you love this? What is this? Mart- Martin Sheen's voice. Is this West Wing? Senator John F. Kennedy, elected president, and remember the beginning of JFK? Yes. Martin Sheen's voice. Ugh, folks, we're getting way off topic here. But we're also diving into where Daniel and I get our joy from. <laughs> um, I uh, got all my children, but all those. I know. How did we get there? What did we How say did we that get got there? Us there? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't even want to know. I don't even want to know. I don't even want oh, to know. Oh, because how we, we started talking about butter and why we both I knew what do parquet was. No, and it was a commercial during that. You're exactly parquet. right. Parquet. French Scott, before he passed away, our landlord, uh, he brought out some crazy butter I'd never seen before one morning. What is Jordan? How do you know? Jordan made a loaf of bread. Okay. He goes, bring it out, bring out some salt. And he he did some of that, but he had that butter out. He showed it to us. I was like, oh, I never had the it was so good. What the form butter is it? Is so it a good. stick tub? It's stickish. No, it's more. It's like it's like a rectangle cube. Cube, okay. yeah. cube, but like flat. Not, not yeah, cube. I got you. Not a Rubik's cube. Yeah, but a Rubik's cube of flavor. <laughs> you know okay. what I mean? Yeah. Well, Which I don't know if that's good. is that good. It's very good. <laughs> Rubik's cube, but these can be very very frustrating. Yeah, but very complex. It was so good. It was so delicious. So as soon as uh, this was written in this letter at the end for the TS, ugh, as soon as those words left my tongue, I said, Adam, you get it. Um, well, Adam, I don't know when this letter is dated. Um, I, I would say um, that... Oh. My wife is crawling into the room Ooh. as to not appear on camera but is for an audio show. on camera. She's so high. Look at how high she is. What is it? She's macro dosing. She's macro dosing. So she's just taking... <laughs> uh, she's taking a... <laughs> she's just out. Get right. out of here. Right. Get out of here, you creepy crawly. Right. And that's our sex names for each other. I call Ooh, her creepy, creepy crawly. crawly. Call that'll me? get you in the mood. Crudely moo. I call her creepy crawly. She calls me crudely moo. And we make no mistake. We mm-hmm. hook oh, up. Oh, it's implied. We hook up. Yeah. Dude, we hook up. It's implied. All right. Get out of here. You're fired. God, I love Donald Trump when he was the host of that show. <laughs> member? <laughs> member? Member? <laughs> Do you say remember or just say member? Member. Remember? Kidding me? Remember when? Yeah. Member? Why say remember? Why can't we just change it to member? We also both probably have a deep love for Chris Farley's performance on the Chris Farley member show. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam, I have just recently begun my journey through the hardest thing uh, that I've ever had to go through, uh, losing my father in late June. And so I don't know that I have a... I don't know that I have a how did you get through it answer. Obviously, I don't have the help of Jack Phillips, which is because no one can find him. He's probably married to that. I, I wish. Oh, my he's God. Probably, he's probably married to Jack that Phillips. guy in Petaluma. Um, well, his name was Dave, I think. <laughs> might have been Dave. We the really case we never took We are back. Yeah, we are. We got a log jam, and it's just been one case. <laughs> Look, we got a lot of cases with this one case. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I agree with you when you say that suffering is a great teacher, uh, not that you want it to be, but I think it puts a lot of things in perspective and it takes, um, 
you know, it, I, I think this situation for me is that, uh, you know, I'm, I, I now no longer identify myself as someone's kid. I now actually kind of see myself, despite the fact that I'm not alone, but I now see myself as like unprotected, fully exposed. You're the tip of the spear. In this, in this world, exactly. And I feel like I'm now, uh, I now have that role i i can't tell you how how i am getting through it because for me at this stage that i'm at it's truly just continually moving forward while also trying to be cognitive of not running past moments or emotions or you know, if I need to break down, breaking down, I have, I, I have a habit of my entire life just burying stuff and not letting things out to the point where like, if I need to cry, I can experience a certain feeling and like, and tingling. But I, sometimes I have an issue with even being able to cry. Mm, Um, and sometimes I want, I want to cry. I, I see the benefit and the necessity in it, but sometimes even when I'm destroyed, I can't cry. So anytime something hits me, luckily, I mean, you know, we're watching movies with our daughter. Luckily, any Pixar movie should be able to get you there. Cool, cool. So there's a lot of setups that I now take and I go, oh, I'm crying over this thing because yes, it's sad, but I also am trying to get out yeah. this other thing that's that's in there. Um, I would say my only thing right now is trying to make sure I do that. I'm trying to make sure that I... I do that, but it's a shift. It's a very strange shift, and I think a lot of people um, can relate, and a lot of people, unfortunately, it's just the way it is, will one day be able to relate to the fact that your perception of reality and the world... I've got some hiccups, I think. Your perception of reality and the world shifts dramatically when you experience something like this and i will say that it does make me question what i find joy in it's rewired my brain to pay more attention to my daughter and my my wife those are two things that have definitely helped me along especially my my daughter when you feel this obligation to a person who doesn't understand the situation mm-hmm. you know it's kind of it's good. I've, I've said it before but it's actually been very helpful that my daughter doesn't understand and can't relate because it, you know, you you get support from a lot of people and it's needed. Yeah. It's so needed. But, and it's not that my daughter's doing this, but when you also look at your child who's kind of like, okay, <laughs> you kind of need that. To, you kind of need the person to go, okay, so what? Like just this all the time or come on. And you're like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. Yeah, I need to sit in it. But then other times you're like, yeah, so come on, let's go. I want to fucking play Legos right now. And you're like, yeah, I, you're right. <laughs> let's right. go play Legos. And so you go do it. But um, yeah, I don't. I, I like I I can relate to some elements of what you're you've talked about in this letter. I can't say that it's the same. I mean, I'm I'm experiencing just a, an immense amount of grief, and I think we're all experiencing an immense amount of what the fuck with. <laughs> the entire world and literally like i said every element of social life you're just like what's happening to the climate what's happening to the fires what's happening to the post office what's going to happen during the election when are the debates when did he know about the virus what did he say about it when is racism at that po- that who shot who at a th- that person didn't even have a gun you just keep it keeps piling on and piling on to the point where you almost can't believe any of it's real, and you're like, man, there is a major glitch in the simulation right now. Major. <laughs> I, yeah. yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, you know, I think that like struggle shows you your character. Successes don't show you much. Like, yeah, when things, it's easy to be easy. It's it's uh, it shows you what you what you're dealing with when it gets hard. It shows you who you're dealing with too. If if you yeah. if you're going with, through something together adversity yeah you know it's interesting i was trying to think of like well what's like one of the hardest times in my life and uh i'm not trying to dodge it but i i don't 
know that I've had a moment. I've had some moments that were just like, what the fuck do I do now? But yeah. I always knew that there was like another side to that. Like I was like, well, this will be fine. You well, know? can can I pry? Yeah. Were those what the fuck do I do now moments? What category would you say those fall into in terms of hardship? Like, I mean, for example, like grief or or breakup or or loss of a job or. I mean, I had a pretty traumatic breakup in 2010. Yeah, and I, but but, like in love, love, and it and it it dissipated. Yeah, I thought I was going to spend the rest of my life with that person. I'm yeah. very glad I'm not. And I was yes. thinking that foolishly because I wasn't acknowledging some things that were happening. It was a, yeah. but in the moment you, you were you, you, were, you were the younger. emotions that you have. Yes, you were thirty. I, it wasn't. No, I was, I was like thirty. I was like twenty-two. Wait, two thousand and ten. Yeah, but like you uh, were twenty-two in two thousand and ten. Yeah, dude. I well, yeah. Why don't you quit you, harping on it? Two thousand ten. You were twenty-two. Yeah, something like that. Early twenties. <laughs> Wait, honestly, you're fucking with my head so bad. I'm like, am I thirty? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, man, the simulation really is shattered. Daniel doesn't even know. Or do I not know? Does he know and I don't know? Oh, shit, Rory. You're funny. But um, what? Uh, it's 2015 so, right now. So <laughs> I wish. God, I wish so badly. I wish so fucking badly. Um, what would you do? It's 2015. Try to get everyone registered to vote. Tell them what can happen. Really campaign. <laughs> like, yeah. what, what do you do? There's a lot of things I would do. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it was very sudden and traumatic and, and, um, someday I can, we can go through all those details, but it was a, my life was like, I don't know where I live. I don't have anywhere to live. I don't know what I'm going to do. Were you guys living together? mm -hmm. Oh my God, Daniel. Yeah. So, uh. Chicago? uh Uh-huh. Daniel. Uh Uh-huh. And Jack I'll tell Phillips? you, I'll tell you this much, just to be like, oh yeah, that's is this the traumatic. Jack Phillips? No, that was two thousand one. Okay. Um, oh, that's right. Uh, went to bed, got woken up at three in the morning by a person who had had a mental breakdown, although they didn't know it, and I certainly didn't know it. Yeah. And they accused they accused family members of mine that they had met as not existing, and. Also, that I had set up some program in their computer to steal money from their mom. And it, imagine waking up to that in the middle of the night. And so then it was just like very... Every night for me. Every night, Jordan <laughs> is a fucking firecracker, dude. Um, so, yeah, it was just like, oh, okay. That ended like that fast. And it was just yeah. crazy. Uh, and I, I don't mean that to say it's like a trigger thing. It, it felt crazy to me. I, she had uh, mental health issues that are serious, and I hope of been addressed but um without going all the details so my life just basically went from like here's what you're gonna do within a day to like nope everything's gone i packed up everything i had like 20 minutes to put everything i owned into garbage bags and leave um and so uh that was like a very like what the fuck and i did a lot of therapy just in terms of like trust and abandonment issues that i had already had going into and stuff like that but like when I look back on it now, I'm not, I'm not like, oh, that was the hardest time in my life. But yeah, but you know, not to sound like a BA, things were pretty hard from like five to fifteen, and then yeah, yeah. and then we're like not great from like. I would say I was in a like a malaise of unhappiness in some regard from like twenty three to thirty one. Yeah. So but when I think about like my grandma passing away. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. You're gonna have to show up with casseroles <laughs> and a lot of them. Even if I, I tell know. you to like Get the fuck out of here. You'll be like, okay, yeah. cool. I'll just be out here then in the car. I know. So uh, that feels weird to be like, oh, my my worst days are ahead of me. But uh, 
I'm not but, sure that could be true for all of us. We don't know. We, we can't live in fear of that and think about it. We have to take it for what it is, you know? I mean, yes. So, so I also don't try to worry about it, but yeah, I'm just, I just think that like a big thing. And I think that is talked about in that letter is self-evaluation and self-exploration and being able to dig deep, whether that is with like a shaman and yeah. uh, ayahuasca you know, we talked to our friend Kate, who 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 did the ayahuasca trip, and and I yeah. think we talked big time about that on a Patreon. When is what so. hoodies? Yeah. Um, Galveston. So I think that's like the big takeaway for me that if you are asking yourself, "How am I doing? Am I happy? What am I afraid of? Is fear dictating choices in my life, preventing me from being happy?" then if you aren't doing that, and I don't care if things are going great, you should still be doing that. Don't dwell on it. But yeah. if you aren't doing that, then you aren't doing yourself the service of caring yeah. about you. Yeah. Because sometimes you might think everything's going great, and you're going to look back later on and be like, wow, I really ignored my health, or I really ignored my family. Or during that time of quote-unquote happiness, I really ignored my parents. And yeah. Maybe there's reason and there's fear, but you know, yeah. I'm reading a book right now and they said, in order to achieve, achieve something you've never had, you're going to have to do something you've never done. Yeah. And so even if you're like, oh man, I love pen pals, but I'm not sad. Great. I love yeah. that for you, but yeah. don't be afraid to still be asking yourself. I'm not sad. But yeah. how do I feel about my relationships in my life? I'm not I sad, there's always but how do I feel about do. my job? And so yeah. I, that's like a takeaway for me is that ability to dig in and go, all right, I quit drinking. That's great. Solved a lot of problems I was having. Right. But I need to dig deeper here. And, you know, it might be easy to realize you need to dig deeper when, when songs don't affect you anymore like they used to. But... For some people, yeah. it, they can be they can be numb and think that that's happy. You know, it, it there is also an element to it of of like we've said perception, where you know, I it isn't that I can't sit here and know that what you're experiencing and how you're experiencing is is what I'm experiencing or how I'm experiencing. You you sort of only have what you kind of are, your, your intuition. That's why I think intuition is so important because your intuition is really like the root information of what you can kind of have. Mm -hmm. I think that's why vibes and energy are so important because that's something you can like feel to sort of inform yourself of, of your surroundings and your uh, reality. But it's kind of like saying, you know, you know, we can sit here and say the hat that I have on is, is green but you know i i don't know what you see when you see this green like we're just kind of both agreeing like okay yeah that's that okay yeah that's green and so when it comes to how music affects you or how relationships are or where you find joy it it really requires a self-awareness of someone uh and 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 sort of a curiosity from someone to wonder is this how it's supposed to feel? Is this is this what it's like? I had a friend who uh, was, you know, wildly depressed. I think for quite a while, and then uh, and and thought that's that everyone was like that, and and truly couldn't understand when people would say like, "Oh yeah, like I did this thing and it felt so great," and he his perception of them saying it was like, "Oh yeah, you're like BSing like all sometimes BS about how mm -hmm. things are." And then he kind of got on the right medication and and antidepressants of, or or whatever his path was medically and he's like, "Oh my god, it's only now do I feel like I'm experiencing what I've kind of judged so many others when they would be like, "I feel great." He's like I now know what they mean, whereas right. before I thought you're full of shit and right. you're fake. Right, and we're all. But now full he's of like, shit. oh, I, exactly. And he's like, oh, this level, there is another level of actually. Like I was actually mm -hmm. depressed, and it wasn't a depression that everyone, for the most part, knows. And I, you know, stuff like that is kind of it's kind of scary 
because you're sort of trapped in your own perception. But I think you bring up some good points, Daniel, that it's, you know, if you believe there's work to be done, then take that step and and figure out how to... uh, how to do it, because when you go to take those steps, you might find out that you have something like what Adam is is mentioning here, and I'm going to keep forgetting the the word, uh, adhendria, ad I can't fucking find it, god damn it, I hate it when there's a glitch in my, ad anhedonia, but you know, you might go, oh, I think I experienced that too, and simply because Adam wrote this letter about his perception and his own personal situation, any of our listeners who might be thinking, oh, wait, that's me too. They now know there's a Reddit space and there's potential, <laughs> there is a potential sort of path you can take to maybe, uh, to, to work on it, potentially. Not, everyone's not the same, but... Right. Yeah, like even, even your breakup and your experience with someone who is having a, a mental breakdown, in many regards, I can only picture what you're telling me, but I can't fully feel what that must have been like to go through. I've gone through... It was like somebody bre- died. I've gone through breakups. Yeah, so... It was like so she, was I, just, I, she was just gone. And yeah. it was like never coming back. And it's And, and it's I, I mean never coming back in terms of us having a relationship. She obviously sure. can do mental health work and things sure, like that. And sure, I hope sure. all the best for yeah. her in that regard. But it, it, yeah. it was like, I went to bed thinking this was my life. I woke up three and a half hours later in a yeah. whole new world. And then my yeah. world was different than going forward, and yes. I had to do a lot of work on that. Yeah, but it it took a it, it took a and long that time is, before I even started doing that work. And that's life. The any 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 of our listeners, I'd like to think that are fully aware. Like any sort of plans you're thinking make no sense. There isn't this expectation or plans or any any of that in life. Throughout your life, you're going to learn like whatever you thought was going to happen is not going to be the thing. And and. And when the rug gets pulled out from underneath you, you are in a whole new, uh, a whole new space. I, I've said it to a lot of people, you know, with my situation with uh, losing my dad. Like I can tell the people who, I can tell the people who have who have lost uh, a parent, particularly mm-hmm. their dad. I can tell. I I can tell immediately. They they don't even have to tell me. You can just kind of tell the way they share that grief or they empathize uh, with you. And I can tell the people who haven't, not that, not that there's any supportive difference. Right. There isn't. But you can see it in someone's eyes and you can hear it in their tone. Like, oh, yeah, no, I, I've also woken up in the new world that you're now in and I know about it. And when other people express their condolences to you and they kind of don't have that tone in that space it's still like i said it's equally supportive and important but it almost hurts because i i wish that i could somehow keep them from having to find out what what wonderland they're going to get dropped into (laughs) because you can't picture it and you can't fathom it you think you can i've thought about you know when i lose my dad or i lose family members but when it actually happens uh it you feel like you took the blue pill and you can't go back right you you're you're in it now and mm-hmm. it won't it's not gonna it doesn't just go away yeah you walk, um, you walk through a doorway that doesn't reopen yeah and you know to to kind of close this up uh you know and sort of somewhat answer the like how did you get through it i mean a lot of it's what daniel for me will end up being over time when it's definitely more accessible is kind of what daniel had to put himself through to to help him cope with the surreal breakup and the situation of that, I I will do that exact sort of uh, sort of work in terms of uh, therapy. But to me, it starts with um, some kind of recognition, yeah, that maybe you need that, mm-hmm. and it's it's not. I, I think recognition. I think it starts with with recognition of going. Oh, I'm not just gonna be able to float past this. I wish I wish that was the case. I wish we all had that ability but i think it speaks to the human spirit and why we truly need each other on every single level because you know daniel if you were a therapist you might know you might say one sentence that opens my yeah brain up completely and makes me go oh that's how i that's that's where i put that in my mind and that's how i cope with it mm-hmm. kind of thing noah's drinking the largest glass of water i've ever seen 
in my life, staying hydrated. Uh, Adam, this is a great letter. I'm so glad that you uh, shared it with us, and I'm glad that you found yourself on the other side of uh, of this um, situation. I know it's terrifying. Even reading it, you can feel sort of the terror of like, oh God, I don't want to not feel uh, anything, but thanks for showing us how it's, there's hope and there's a way, there's a way to end up on the other side of it too. There's a path. Yeah. I also want to say thanks for using real stationery because your name's on it. So that's what made it stationary. And you, and you want to do this right now, Daniel. Parquet? Parquet. Adam, <laughs> sincerely, you're a pen pal. It's Roy Scoville. And Daniel Van Kirk. Podcast Network. Open a limited time 11 month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus, it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.orgslash CV for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual.